0: Greetings 501st Cast listeners, welcome to 501st Cast Classics, where we re-release episodes from way back in the early years of our podcast. We hope you enjoy this little trip down memory lane.
1: to the community through charity and volunteer work. Here are your hosts for October 31st, 2007, TK-899 and DZ-8722. Take it away, Troopers.
0: Welcome to the first official 501st Legion podcast. I am Dean, TK-899.
2: And I am Varza, DZ-8772.
0: And we are so glad that you decided to tune in with us. We'll try to keep it fast paced and exciting and uh, give you a little taste of what's going on in the world of of Vader's Fist. You know, we are a costuming organization, international costuming organization for the Star Wars bad guys and girls. We are the
2: good guys. The good guys,
0: from a certain point of view, we are the good guys. We are approaching, as we record this, we're approaching almost 4,000 members worldwide. So we're going to hit that milestone pretty soon, which is really fantastic and that's that's active members i mean as far as people yeah. who have come and gone we've got plenty more than that probably closer to like 6000 but um as far as currently active members uh 4000 so that's pretty cool we'll see if we can hit that before 2008 um, nice but i think uh, we can do it uh, absolutely and if you're listening to this and you are not a member we'll go to 501st.com and and uh find out how to get a costume all the information is there under uh detachments or costume resources And um, get signed up. You can help us reach this milestone. Um, Just real quick, we are going to – let me just give you a little rundown about what we're going to talk about. Um, This is uh, the October thirty first, two 2007 episode, which uh, hopefully, if things go well, you'll be listening to on Halloween. uh, Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. And (laughs) that's about as Halloween-themed as we're going to get. There's not really any (laughs) – no creepy music or anything like that. But um, uh, if there has to be a tie-in, well – you know, we we are a costuming group, and most of the world uh, dresses up one day a year, but we are all in costume many times a year, sometimes several times a week. Um, some of us. Not all of us. Some of us. Um, but just a quick rundown of what we're going to talk about. We've got some recent news, some really exciting stuff about the 501st uh, getting published, and um, – then we uh, are going to move into uh, some events that we have uh, coming up. That you, if you happen to be in the right area at the right time, it's a fantastic way to get out there and uh, and meet some of the uh, the Five O First members. And uh, of course, you know we don't charge for any events or anything like that. Feel free to jump up and take some pictures with us. And um, there's a little bit of toy news in there for people who are who are collectors. Then we're going to move down to um, we had a few uh, international. Uh, events going on. Um, we even have a a special episode of a different point of view um, from one of our members, Kevin O'Connor, who uh, produces his own podcast. Um, and then we're going to talk about mission reports, um, which are basically events that, that have already passed. Um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing your Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta uh, report there, Varza. And I know you were involved with that. Um, Just,
2: yeah, it was a little event. <laughs>
0: Oh, it was fantastic. I wish I could what have I been think. out there. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. But uh, then we're going to round up with uh, maybe some frequent, frequently asked questions and some miscellaneous stuff. So uh, moving right along, here we go with um, recent news. We found a computer
1: outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. Who is this? What's your operating number?
2: It's a The 501st has made it into two books recently, the first one being the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, The 501st was awarded the title of largest Star Wars costuming group in the 2008 Guinness Book of World Records. On page 174, there is a photo of the flag party from the 2007 Rose Parade that we participated in this year. Um, This year, 2007, is marking the 10th anniversary of the 501st. The world's largest Star Wars costume group. What was a Stormtrooper fan club in 1997 is now 3,300 strong. According to the handbook, members celebrate the Star Wars movies through the wearing of costumes and most importantly, contribute to the local community through charity and volunteer work. And that little tidbit right there came from the actual article within the book. So you know, that was very exciting.
0: That is it was terribly exciting because none of us knew that was going to happen as far as uh <laughs> I mean it was just sort of like you think okay well Guinness would contact us and say hey you know do you guys want to be in here and maybe even try to charge us a little money or something but it just sort of appeared in there so maybe somebody at Guinness yeah. is a, is a huge Star Wars fan um but I'll tell you the well, fun- yeah. the funniest part before we go too much too much farther on this one, yeah. is that in that quote that you read from the book? Well, first of all, you know, as we discussed earlier, we're more than thirty three hundred strong. Okay, we're getting close to, mm-hmm. to four four thousand right now, so yeah, um, you can't blame them for that. I mean, who knew that we would grow so fast, right? So, uh, but the funny part is, they say according to the handbook, members celebrate the Star Wars movies, blah blah blah. What handbook are they talking about? Did you get a handbook?
2: I... No. When you joined,
0: I didn't get a handbook.
2: No, I feel like the deficient in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, I feel like Buffy the Vampire Slayer what handbook?
0: So kids, the, if you if you're uh, shopping on eBay and and you see a listing for the official 501st Legion member handbook, don't buy it. There is yeah, no handbook. There
2: isn't one. Yeah. It's online.
0: It's not even online. Oh, we no, it's just, we just sort have of inf- like, you know, you have to information just kind of out there. Yeah, you just got to kind of go out there and troop with people and and uh you know, we have this discussion all the time. There's so many unspoken rules, you know, unwritten rules. And um, but anyway, no, there is no, there is no handbook. Um, someday there might be, but if there yeah, is, if you see know. one on eBay, don't buy it. Or if you do buy it and send it to us, because we really need to know.
2: Yeah, we'd like to know what's in the handbook because we may be doing stuff wrong.
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to take this next one because this is really cool. Uh, also, in the world of publishing, moving along from the Guinness Book of World Records, which, by the way, you can. Um, I believe, uh, where can you get the Guinness Book of World Records? Through pretty much any bookstore, right? Any,
2: any bookstore has it, yeah.
0: Okay, so that's it's a pretty big just, deal. Yeah. Um, okay, so here's another big deal. And this one is actually more Star Wars collector related. Um, everybody out there who's listening to this podcast should know who Steve Sansweet is. He's a fantastic uh, friend of the of the 501st Legion, an honorary member, um, uber collector. And the guy's got, I think, what is basically called the, the largest collection of Star Wars items in the world and um, also he's a Lucasfilm employee and he's got a new book out um, that's called uh, The Star Wars Vault, right? 30 Years of Treasures from the Lucasfilm Archives Um, and uh, Steve put this together with Peter Vilmer, who's also um, a Lucasfilm employee and this is a really cool book. It's um, I think, uh, let's see, a hundred and, no, how many pages are in this thing? I don't even know. All I know is that uh we are mentioned on pages ninety eight and ninety nine uh it's a two page spread about the 501st legion uh with a photo from celebration three there's a giant group photo, one of the best photos that we've we've taken and um it also mentions the rose parade and it has a photo of uh the troopers from the the flag party uh section of the rose parade on pages a hundred and twenty four and a hundred twenty five so there if the if the mag if the book is 125 it's at least 125 pages um and they have some really cool previews um of the book on um oh there's a website if you go to the Star Wars blog there is a um okay the the book is actually 128 pages i'm getting this secret message from uh from Nikki Bloom who is sort of our behind the scenes uh Uh, show person right now and she's sending us the information that we don't have time to look up. Um, Thank you, Nikki. And if you go to uh, the Star Wars blog, maybe Nikki you can look this one up too, there is a link to what I think is a French website and there is um, uh, a basically flash interactive preview of the book where you can actually flip through the pages and uh, pull out little uh, collectible items that are actually in the real book. And that's what makes this book so unique is that it's um, it's got all kinds of reproductions of memorabilia. Uh it's got CDs with vintage radio ads on them, uh original cast interviews, commentary from George Lucas. Um, oh good grief, it even has Carrie Fisher singing in the Star Wars Holiday Special. So, um and the book I'm retails. Sure she's happy
2: about that. She's
0: <laughs> you know, she's oh yeah, she loves to talk about Star Wars. Uh the book retails for eighty five dollars at Amazon dot com apparently is the best price going right now, fifty three dollars and fifty five cents US. Um but it is a uh it's a really cool book and uh the five oh first section on pages ninety eight and ninety nine, um it has a reproduction uh celebration three droid hunt badge and a celebration three um Jedi Mind Trick card, which is both uh, from the, the Droid Hunt game that we do. And if you want to learn more about the Droid Hunt, um, you go to 501st.com slash Droid Hunt, and there's some um, rules and some photos there to tell you basically how to play that game. It's something we do at a lot of different events to interact with the public. It's a free free game that uh, our founder, Albin Johnson, had thought up years ago. Um, but definitely check that out. And this is just an awesome book. Also, the book is Dedicated? Dedicated? the 501st legion so check out the front of the book um as i said before steve sansweet is a is a fantastic friend and has done so much for the 501st and um for him to dedicate this book to us is just uh you know over the top thanks steve so much we really appreciate that definitely uh do you want to hit that next little tidbit of information
2: one of the more interesting accomplishments of the legion this year is, at this point in time, having a trooper on each of the Earth's seven continents. The Legion began in North America in 1997 and quickly spread to Europe in 1998, Asia in the year 2000. South America was conquered in the year 2001, followed by Australia in 2004. While there is no official outpost in Africa, we do have a member in the, of the French garrison in...
0: Pronounce it? Th- pronounce it?
2: Just... Th- Boiti, East Africa? I'm horrible with words. Do you you know, know, I think that's actually know?
0: where they filmed some of the uh, – of Star yeah. Wars, actually. It's near yeah. – uh, I think that's near Tatooine, the, the real Tatooine.
2: Yeah, I think it is. And our most – and most recently, one of our Australian members is stationed in Antarctica with his armor as part of a research team there. Um, and you can see – find out more about him in issue 96 of the Star Wars Insider as, um, about him being our southernmost trooper and get pictures of him in Antarctica. So, yeah, um, I think this, that's Luigi, yeah. uh, yeah.
0: Luigi de I think is who it is. Um, and yeah, I had actually, uh, shot some emails back and forth with him, uh, when I saw that he was pictured in, uh, Insider Magazine and this actually would be not the current issue, the one, the one before, but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, he, he answered his email right away, which kind of makes me think there's not a lot to do in Antarctica, but, uh, um, yeah. Uh, no, but honestly, he's actually—I um, believe he's a, a, a doctor on staff there, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think like so. That. So um, yeah. hopefully, he won't have much to do. Hopefully, everybody stays happy and healthy down there. But um, he did take his—it's uh, TK armor. It's just a stormtrooper armor. So we were joking that you know he needs to get snowtrooper armor um, to go down there. But um, yeah. he, I had to actually scan the uh, the article and send it to him because although he has a subscription to Star Wars Insider, um, they make mail stops there like once every. Two or three months, or something like that. So it's not like he gets mail on a daily basis, uh, like a lot of us do. So, anyway, fantastic! Yeah. You're you're this is this really is a milestone, and um, you know, to have a we trooper call- on every single continent, to have a member of a fan club, um, yeah. on every single continent. Um, I really don't know anybody else uh, who can make that claim. You know, um, no, it's just uh, incredible.
2: We're a huge, huge organization. We are taking over the world.
0: It's done. Yeah, it's slowly
2: done. but surely.
0: Um, so, what's going on with these uh, Detroit and Chicago Thanksgiving Day parades? These are these are upcoming events, right?
2: Yes. Um, in the Midwest Garrison will be marching. It looks like in two Thanksgiving parades. Um, they're a pretty large. Garrison, but the Michigan squad uh, will be in the 501st and Rebel Legion members will be marching in the America's Thanksgiving Parade in Detroit, Michigan, while another group will be in Chicago for their Thanksgiving Day Parade. And you can tune in Thursday, November 22nd, if you're nearby one of those two cities. So, And I think Detroit is one of the cities that they they do on the main um like ABC or CBS channels. They show the America's Thanksgiving Parade.
0: Okay, very If par- I remember correctly. Well, now um I think there's a website you can go to uh www.theparade.org um and I think there might be some information about it there. But this is sort of a heads up if you're in that area um and this is a huge event. I mean, they're talking about uh I think about like 50 members participating. Nice. Uh, um That's which, gonna is, be good. which is which is going to be fantastic and and I think I'm not sure but I believe that a lot of the members from um, the Midwest Garrison up there uh were actually participants in the 2007 Rose Parade event, um the Star good. Wars spectacular. And for that um you know there was a lot of formal marching training that went on there and um I think they're going to try to do, you know, there's kind of like different styles of parades, uh, parades that we do, and typically you get, you know, you get us in costume when we sort of walk down, meandering down the way and uh, and uh, high fiving people and shaking hands with people. But I think they're going to do a contingent that is going to be um, uh, a couple of flag companies uh, or a couple of, of I should just call them companies, um, which is basically you know organized groups of troopers that are going to be marching. So we're talking about Maybe a little taste of the Rose Parade there. If you hadn't seen it live on January 1st, well, here it is again towards the end of the year. Um, And uh, it's going to look tight. I'm really excited. and I hope that we get some video of it. We'll put it on our public relations video disc that we use at the conventions and stuff like that. So there should be a –
2: yeah, Nikki just used her magic quill and said there's going to be an A company, a B company, and a flag party, wow. and it's um, www.theparade.org parade dot because I thought she said V parade. I'm like going, why would they would use V parade?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my internet yeah. uh, my internet uh, ling- lingo there. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So that should be pretty cool. And then um, on is it the same day they're doing a, another event uh, in Chicago? Yeah.
2: It looks like another group, it looks like, yeah, it's a different group will be doing the Chicago's Thanksgiving Parade.
0: Okay, and when you say a um, different group, you're talking about just a different group of, of members, uh, d-
2: right? Of members of the Midwest Garrison. Um Because okay. it says for Detroit, it's going to be the Michigan squad, but um, it looks like um, it's going to be like other members of the Midwest Garrison will be in the Chicago's Thanksgiving Parade.
0: Okay, and I think that one is also nationally uh, nationally televised. And um, I believe, yeah, November 22nd, Thanksgiving Day. And um, live national broadcast on Superstation, Chicago Superstation, WGN, available in approximately 72 million households. Wow. wow. Okay. So look for that live broadcast in high definition. And, and like I said, I hope somebody captures yeah. video of this stuff because that's yeah. pretty, that's it's- pretty sweet. We're getting a lot okay. of marching – a lot of marching done this year.
2: Yeah, we need to practice our marching here. So maybe yeah, one day know, we'll really... get to be in a parade.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny because you know we we do a lot of parades, don't we? It just seems like there's always yeah. some kind of parade going well, on.
2: Parades are fun. I mean, if you're going to be, I mean, that type of thing is good. I mean, the all the as much as it's great to have like everybody in different costumes, seeing all those white troopers, and, and it's like seeing a group of like marines walking in a squad. It's awesome. <laughs>
0: I don't know if we're quite as as synchronized as say the marines or or even no. like the local high school band, but we're trying. It's hard. We it's hard to there. see inside that you know inside the helmet and everything, but
2: yeah, we're, we can get there though. Hard. Practice, practice.
0: <laughs> it, it is pretty cool though. It is inspiring, and yeah. I know if I was a kid and I saw, I, I don't care if they're marching and you know they're synchronized marching or just walking down the street, but just seeing a giant squad of stormtroopers or something is just. That's just got to be the coolest thing you know we're used to seeing it we're members, we see this stuff all the time you know but but you know to people who haven 't seen it before it it really does blow them away and it's just fun to mm-hmm. see their reactions you know and we're all smiling underneath our helmets and masks, you know because we just love to see the reaction on on people 's faces so yeah, pretty cool and we'll talk a little bit more about um another parade a little bit later on in in mission reports um There was yep. something cool that was went up uh that was happening in in New England that actually already passed but uh so this was your heads up for for uh, a couple of events in the Detroit and Chicago area. And uh, we'll have links to, uh, to all the sites that we mentioned and everything also on our show notes. Um, Exactly. So definitely check that out. Um, Okay. Let's move along to this next little thing. And this is what I talked about earlier about the, a couple of things for, for collectors, you know, people are out there. um, Star Wars is known for its merchandising and boy, you can put, the Star Wars logo on anything, you know, a roll of toilet paper and people are going <laughs> to buy it. Um,
2: they have Star Wars toilet paper.
0: See, there you I go. Miss
2: that You're,
0: you want me to, you want me to put the podcast on hold. You run out to the store. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, and, and this, this, these, these items that we're talking about next, that was maybe a bad intro. They're nothing like toilet paper. These are like really <laughs> no, they're cool they're collectibles. Much
2: better than toilet paper. Much
0: better than toilet paper. Um, well, yeah, that's a whole nother discussion. Okay. So, um, why don't you take the first one, uh, the German garrison thing?
2: Ah, yes. The German garrison were <laughs> – I mean they just had a wonderful event at Legoland in Germany. Um, they had a huge Legoland event. The German garrison does every single year, and they had the opportunity to purchase miniature versions of themselves in the form of a Lego Sand Troopers um, with the German garrison logo on their back and pauldrons. And they only made 260 just for the members of the German garrison.
0: Now, how fantastic maybe... is that?
2: I know that's so cool. I mean, that's
0: Lego is a huge brand, and yeah. as far as I know, um, I mean, for them to do, for them to do a um, you know a special custom run of actual Lego figures, um, yeah, you know, this wasn't really like a little sticker or anything. We're talking about screen printed, so these look like the actual, you know, the actual uh, sand trooper figures that you would get when you buy a box. Uh, of Legos but they actually have uh... um the German Garrison logo I think on their back yeah and then also on their their shoulder pauldron and it has um, a little
2: cloth shoulder pauldron on it
0: And this was something that was like just announced we have our own you know internal message boards um and uh somebody from the German Garrison announced that oh we had this event and there was 260 of these made worldwide and it was just like you know throwing a raw piece of meat out like in the uh you know, into like a wolf's den and like everybody, all the members were like, oh, how do I get one? You know, this is awesome, you know. And, um, you know, it sounded like that was a limited edition. But they, the news is they're going to uh, make some more of these uh, in the future. They'll probably be a little bit different than the, the, uh, the ones that we saw. But moving forward, there may be a chance for us to uh, actually get one of these cool little collectibles. As small as they are, they're really cool.
2: Okay. Yeah. And who knows? There may be another one out there in the future that might be open to others. So yeah, we'll see. Cross our fingers.
0: And there's a, another action figure or another – yeah, it's an action figure, another toy that was released. Another Sand Trooper, as a matter of fact. We are just talking about Lego Sand Troopers. Um, this was really cool. And I just have to tell my little personal story here because um, I think it's, it's relevant. And uh, the other day I was at Walmart picking up whatever. Uh, my 501st toilet paper at Walmart and, (laughs) um, and I was walking down and I don't really collect the toys anymore. I used to collect the toys and then I got into collecting, you know, the the costumes and and then just, I couldn't do both. So my collection is, is the costumes now, but I do like to dream a little bit and, and reminisce. So I went down memory lane there, which is the, what what I call the toy aisle at, uh, Walmart and, (laughs) um, and they had just gotten, um you know, like the whole the whole shelf was full of all the figures. Like they had just packed uh, unpacked a case and put it all up there. And um so I was like looking through the figures. That's pretty cool, that's pretty cool. And then I'm a visual person and I saw the Sand Trooper uh uh Saga leg- Saga Legends from the Saga Legends line, the new Sand Trooper that's out there. And um and I recognized the the pose of the image of the Sand trooper on the box not the toy itself but the image on the box and um and as it turns out that is actually a photo of one of our members uh Mike Harrison from the Old Line yep. Garrison uh up in the Maryland and Washington DC area in the US and his uh Legion ID is TD1536 he's got a great website too by the way i think it's td uh, i think it's tk1536.com um, maybe Nikki, our, our behind-the-scenes person, can check that out. But um, anyway, actually on that site, it's, it's also relevant. If you go to his website and you look through his photo gallery there, you will see this exact pose that is actually being used on the Hasbro action figure card for this uh, Saga Legends Sand Trooper figure. So it was really cool to see him there. And um, you know, the story is that uh, the, the, the folks who do the design for the card backs um, you know, they I guess they were doing a little Google image search and they needed a really nice shot of a sand trooper, couldn't find too many from the Lucasfilm archive, so uh they pulled one of our members to put him on there and boy, that's just the coolest thing in the world. I mean yeah. Mike must have just felt you know I would have fainted, you know, just walking down the aisle. Imagine if he you know, I think he had a heads up that he was on the card. Imagine though you're just walking down the aisle, you know, and you go to buy the new action figure and it's like a picture of you. On there, so um, pretty crazy. But he's at TK15. I think it's 1536. Nikki's telling me 1526, but you better double check that, Nikki. Dot um, com, and um, and he's uh, you know it's it's you'll see when you go and compare the images, you'll see that it's it's clearly him, which is really cool. So TK1536.com. Gosh, I'm giving him a lot of uh, a lot of plugs. Anyway. Yeah. Um so he's going to uh,
2: get a boost in his website and he's not going to know why
0: unless he listens to the podcast, which he should True. as a as a I uh, hope he better as a card carrying uh as a handbook carrying 501st member. <laughs> anyway, so pretty cool stuff. I just thought I'd share that. Um and and I hope there's other uh and actually that has happened in the past. The 501st, you know, we've get our we get our pictures used um in all different ways and um and uh it's just really cool to see that happening now. Um you know, if you're I – mean, just, you know, you think about when you were little and you go to the store and you buy a toy and you stare at the picture and the, you play with the toy. And then, you know, now to become that toy is like, wow. Anyway, pretty cool stuff.
2: Yes, it is. Very, very cool stuff.
0: Uh, What do we have next here?
2: Um, well, we were going to have a segment. Um, I think we were going to have a segment turned into us from the Philippines. But unfortunately, this is bringing us to something that's a little bit – um it's It's sad some things that happened um, unfortunately in the Philippines recently on um, there's been a few disasters recently around the world that have really affected not just our members but people in those areas. on October, Friday, October 19th, there was a massive explosion that created a 30 foot crater that struck inside the Glorieta 2 Mall in the Makati. Central Business District in Metro Manila, Philippines. There were at least four people killed and over 90 injured. And out of um, respect, there was a a New Worlds 5, a science fiction fantasy convention that was taking place on the 27th, and it did take place still. The mall administration did request the 501st to continue their march, and out of respect of um, to the people who were affected of the bombing, the um, members of the 501st did not carry their weapons during the event um, throughout the weekend. Well,
0: that was a nice gesture.
2: Yeah, so that was a very very sad thing because it was um, unfortunately it's it wasn't something that was really covered um, here in the U.S. that much. Well, it I was think really- they
0: they thought. Um... Yeah, originally they thought maybe it was like a gas explosion or something, but then they found traces of explosives. Um so as it as it turned out, uh they do believe it is uh an act of terrorism. Um yeah, and, uh, yeah, and certainly we've got a lot of uh fantastic members over in the Philippines and yeah. we look forward to getting um like you said, I think they were preparing some uh some audio reports for us, which would have been really cool, like on site uh reports from from that side of the world, and um, so we'll get those on in, in a future podcast episode, um, and that yeah. should be really, really kind of cool, NPR style, you know, I'm sure you'll hear yeah. people talking in the background and sounds and stuff like that, but um, yeah, definitely, we, we support our members all around the world, and anytime something like this happens, you know, we get, um, you know, that's the first thing you see on our, on our message boards, you know, people say, hey, you know, we heard this happened, or, you know, are any of our members affected, is there anything that we can do to help? And uh, fortunately, none of our members um, uh, were injured or or directly affected. But um, certainly, um, you know, the 501st, what we do is, you know, we give back to the community and we go out there and support, um, you know, support our, uh, you know, uh, local charities and and anything we can do to to kind of, um, you know, to help people get through stuff like this. You know, it seems like a kind of a kind of a silly thing, you know, we're dressing up in costume, but, um, you know, it does serve a purpose, you know, and it really can make a difference in people's lives.
2: Yeah, and just to um, all the people of the Philippines, our thoughts and prayers have been with you since the day we found, the moment we found out about the bombing. Absolutely,
0: absolutely, because, you know, I'm sure that there's, uh, there's members and uh, non-members over there who are listening into us, so, um, you know, we really, we really are thinking about you all.
2: And that brings us to the thing that's really been um, hitting our news front lately, which is the fires in Southern California, uh, where we have a huge – I mean, just a huge amount of members in the Southern California area, and many of them were evacuated, and they've – I think they said over 500,000 homes in total were evacuated in the area, which is for us in America, the biggest evacuation since the American civil war. And this is outdoing actually, I think they say Katrina, the Katrina evacuation. Isn't it? Wow.
0: That's, that's yeah. I mean, it's, we're hearing it, uh, you know, on, on the news here in the United States. I mean, this is on the news every single night. Um, yeah. and it's huge. It's huge. And, uh, you know, just to, to be forced out of your home. I mean, that's, um I mean that's you that's where everybody you know that's where you have everything in your life, you know, you store it yeah. all there <laughs> and to be forced out of it and to not know if you're going to come back to the house you left or you know, a pile of ashes. Um incredible. Yeah. This is well this would affect you know, we've got 205 members currently um according to o- com you yeah, 205 yeah. members in the Southern California Garrison and um and like you said before, I mean, the fir- when this when the fires had started um you know our members kind of reached out and were like hey is anybody directly affected and um, yeah cuz
2: i think last year or the year before that in the in the fires that hit the san diego area there was a member who lost i mean he lost everything in the fires
0: and it's and you see a tremendous amount of of support um which is fantastic i mean i i i just hope that you know <laughs> if if some tragedy should should affect my my part of the my part of the world that you know we would get the same same support and i'm sure we would um, even if it's not necessarily monetary, but just the moral support, you know, to keep going after something like this. So uh so again, uh to all of our members and to all the listeners and uh and those who have family in Southern California who might be affected by this, we are thinking about you and rest assured if there's anything that the five oh first can do, um, you know, to brighten your days and to uh you know to maybe do some fundraising out there I'm sure the the wheels are already turning for that, so we really yeah
2: let us know if you are gonna be doing fundraising for any of these because um, I know they're looking for blood and um help and with the victims in Southern California and um in different places around the world that if you're doing a drive contact us we were loved we that's what we do, and Absolutely. um. I mean, just as a great example, the um, San Diego squad out of Southern California trooped at the football stadium, where um, for a day where there was hundreds of displaced victims, they just got their armor on and they went, because that's. I mean, th- this is their. This is their. This is who they are. I mean.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like I said before, you know, it seems, you know, if, of all the things you could do, you know, to, <laughs> to, uh, you know, to to help people overcome some sort of tragedy, dressing up in plastic, you know, doesn't sound like, doesn't sound like the best solution, but I'll tell you what, you know, you go out there and, and you see the, the, what it, what it can do to change somebody's attitude, um, and to really make a difference. And like you said, that's what the 501st does. You know, that's what we do. We go out there and we just love to interact with people, uh, and fans and to get their minds off of something that might be troubling them, whether they are, uh, sick children in a in a hospital or there's somebody who's been displaced because of a forest fire, um, you know, or somebody who's lost uh lost a loved one in uh you know some sort of uh you know bombing or something like that. Um you know, definitely we that's what we do best. Yeah. Um well okay. let's let's move along to um to something that's a little bit more upbeat. And um this is uh this next segment here, we're gonna play a little audio clip and uh it's from uh, a different point of view which is um a different point of view is actually a, a website and a um and a podcast i believe by one of our members uh Kevin O'Connor from the Dune Sea Garrison um whose number is TD0013 and he's done a fantastic job of uh you know this is our first foray into to podcasting um but he's been doing it for uh well since like March 2005 at least and um it's pretty cool you can visit adpov uh, as in the initials for a different point of view .dot net, and um, check out some of the clips he's got on there, which is kind of like a well. Uh, we'll go ahead and play the play the clip right now, and you'll get a feel for for what it's like to be a uh, to be a sand trooper on duty in Tatooine. <laughs>
1: It was true from a certain point of view. A certain point of view? This installment, I want to touch on yet another thing we Sand Troopers are constantly blamed for namely, the untimely demise of Owen and Brew Lars. Everyone always goes on about how we murdered these poor, innocent moisture farmers from Tatooine, but nobody's provided any proof whatsoever to back up this claim. It's all rumors and speculation. Troopers try to apprehend some well-known droid thieves and a simple bust gone bad, which leads the doughy-eyed Luke Skywalker to run home as quick as he can, because his uncle didn't have any problems breaking the law and buying stolen property. When he pulls up, do we actually see any troopers? No. Do we see anything left behind that would prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Empire was behind anything? No. What we do see is a farmer settlement trashed and two smoldering bodies, presumably of the Lars couple. For all we know, these two were taken out by some particularly nasty swoop gangs, Jawas bent on revenge for their own losses, or even Tuscan Raiders. And we all know how I feel about those savages. But no. The bodies were smoldering. That's the key clue here, kids. Tusken don't burn things. They usually just break everything they see in a blind, savage, animal rage. The Jawa aren't known to carry anything more powerful than an ion blaster to keep their stolen wares in line, so they're out. Blasters don't incinerate, they punch holes through things. These bodies were obviously burned. And stormtroopers don't carry flamethrowers, plasma, or otherwise. But you know who does? Bounty hunters. Namely, the Fets. And remember, this all happened before Boba met his end in the giant sphincter of DOOM. Boba Fett seems to be the most likely person to have done this. He had the weaponry, and could have easily had the motive. What motive, you ask? How about a contract on the Lars family to bring in the boy Skywalker? But who would ever put out a contract like that? Well, not the Empire. If they'd known where the kid was, they'd have just shown up and taken him back to his father, whom he was abducted from in the first place. No, not the Empire and not Vader. Then who? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi wanted the kid to follow in his footsteps into the holy order of the Jedi, and he needed some way to cut the kid loose from the Lars. We already know that he has some serious ties with the underworld through his old pal, Dexter Jetster, so my line of thought isn't such a stretch when you really think about it. And there you have it. Once again, I have absolved the Empire of any wrongdoing, so stop hounding me about these damn farmers already. I'm TD 13 and this has been a different point of view. The following has been a presentation of a different point of view. All rights reserved. The opinions expressed
2: on this program do not necessarily reflect those of the Empire or its subsidiary systems.
0: www.adpov.net. And there you go. There is a uh, sample of a Sandtrooper's different point of view. Um, what do you think about that, Varzan? <laughs> <Shoot. laughs> good stuff. Well, I have to say, uh if you do go to adpov.net, it's 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 quite original and um uh, and like I said, Kevin has been doing this for a long time and he's got a fantastic yeah. website with some really great um cartoon illustrations on there too. He's got a, a buddy of his that that uh has illustrated his character of of TD. But um just a just a little side note, uh mm-hmm. there is some mature content on there, so uh when to give a heads up, but anyway, different point of view, um, fantastic, and and uh, we'll see if we can put a couple more episodes of that in uh, on future podcasts where um, we can give you a little uh, another little taste of that. But thanks, Kevin, for letting us use your uh, your content there. It's fantastic. Thank you. And uh, I guess now it's time to move along to mission reports. Mm-hmm. If you are any sort of Star Wars fan, then you know who that was. Do you know who that was, Varza?
2: It was Weird Al. That's
0: right. And uh, how do you know it was Weird Al?
2: Um, because I stood behind his bassist on stage. No, awesome. Because Weird Al rocks. You and you did boss. stand,
0: and you were on stage with him, weren't I you? I was
2: on stage, yes. I got to stand right behind the bassist on stage. It was very, very cool.
0: Now, did you get paid for this? No. Because the Five O First Legion is a strictly uh volunteer based organization. Yes. And we'd have to uh, revoke your, your handbook. My handbook? Yeah. No,
2: I yes, it was um, sitting behind the scenes for about five hours to be on stage for two and a half minutes and not being able to really move around that much. So Wow. <laughs> but it was totally, totally worth it. Okay, it now, was an amazing event.
0: Now you're in the mountain garrison, correct? Yes, I am. Okay, so you were your garrison, your five hundred first group garrison is what we call them, um, uh, was one of at least. Um, well, I don't know if there was thirty different garrisons that participated, but we we did at least thirty concerts during his yeah. Straight out of Linwood tour, right?
2: Yeah, we actually That's had three within our own garrison, and um, the my personal squad, which is a do back squad, we did the one here in uh, Albuquerque slash Rio Rancho, which we were he finally sang that song at the very end they wouldn't let him off stage until he sang right. Albuquerque. He's, yeah, he
0: sang an Albuquerque song, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I'd heard about that. I wasn't familiar with that uh, you know, I don't share a birthday with him like you do, so I don't know as much about him, but um <laughs> and that's true by the way, right? Yes. Okay. Um but anyway, yeah, so that that's pretty cool that um that we were able to do that and um I guess it you know at least 17 garrisons were able to participate yeah. for over over at least 30, 30 shows and yeah. um from what I understand um most of this was like last minute right i mean we'd hear from yeah. like the the concert promoter like you know sometimes like a day before the show and they're like oh we need troopers on stage and we're like well what are we supposed to do and and we're clamoring over each other cuz everybody wants to go on stage i mean you know we talked about before yeah. you know we do this for free but but people would pay for this experience and um and uh, there's tons and tons of video of this um yeah. on YouTube now, thank goodness for youtube um and we'll put a, a a link in our show notes where you can check out um those clips but it's really cool just the uh, uh, just the fact that we got involved and um I guess this tour actually uh recently wrapped up and I saw on weird al's uh myspace page he had blogged something about um special thanks to the 501st Legion, and um, it was something along the lines of, um, you know, he thought it was just strange that we all acted like like he was doing us the biggest favor in the world, you know, um, for letting oh. us up on stage, when he says in reality it was the other way around, you know, that, that he was just so grateful that he was able to get, you know, you know these, these people with these costumes on stage. You know, we had everything. We had... Uh, stormtroopers we had vader pretty much at every show uh tusken raiders we had um there was even uh i think some rebels involved there was uh some of our members also are um they swing both ways they're rebel legion and 501st so there's a um there was a c-3po costume uh an r2 unit on stage you know some some pretty cool stuff so again you know if you were in the audience just i mean i mean would you any of you are a star wars fan which i guess is kind of
2: it I Is
0: it Weird Al like a subset of Star Wars fans, or is it the other way around? There's some, there's I think, some crossover. I think
2: there. it crosses over because I know some Star Wars fans that aren't huge fans of Weird Al, and I know fans of Weird Al who aren't fans of Star Wars. But there seemed to be a huge contingent of Star Wars fans because the moment they saw us walking on stage, I was the first person to walk on stage in our group.
0: Oh, lucky it was
2: you. my body was just like I mean it was the sound was overwhelming.
0: Well you can check out, yeah, definitely you can watch the um some of these YouTube clips and you just hear yeah. the crowd going nuts and you know it's like all right, we're rock stars this is great um, <laughs> well I didn't get we're to participate they, he did he did do a, a show in um uh in my area but i it was like during the week or something and, and uh it came and went before I even knew that it happened but uh yeah, he yeah. was all over the place and from what I understand uh next time he goes on tour he said he's gonna look us up so um, yeah.
2: Yeah, we looked at we had we had a long time to wait because we were the second to the last show.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
2: we got to hear about everybody else's experiences before they came here. So
0: that built up the anticipation there.
2: Yeah, it built up the anticipation.
0: Very cool. Definitely. Uh so. well, there's some other exciting stuff that's been going on in your neck of the woods, specifically in Albuquerque. Uh you want to let us in on that?
2: Um we forgot the honorary member.
0: Okay, let's let's backtrack a little bit.
2: Okay, backtrack. Burp, burp, burp. Okay, okay. Um, and also during his um, Weird Al's tour on September twelfth, by the members of the Garrison Titan in Washington State, Weird Al was made. an – I thought he was a friend of the Legion,
0: honorary member, friend of the Legion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He he was he was honored. He was honored by okay. the Legion. He was
2: honored by the Legion to become a friend of the Legion.
0: Yeah, and basically um yeah, we usually do uh we pick celebrities or uh people who have been involved with Star Wars. And sometimes it's people like uh like no doubt is another band that was uh mm-hmm. inducted as friends of the Legion and it's just because uh you know, we've done uh you know, we've done some kind of uh events with them in the past and we just want to show our appreciation. So usually we'll do a little formal presentation with a plaque and uh, it's a really nice plaque, um, yeah. laser etched and everything. Um, and uh, and we usually hook them up with all kinds of swag. So, um, in fact, I think at several of the uh, the events uh, or several of the the concerts, uh, Weird Al was wearing. Um, t-shirts from some of the yeah. 501st units that he visited. And I yeah, imagine, I know. you know, he goes on stage every night. He's sweaty. He doesn't have time for laundry. So, you know, he'll just put on the next shirt that you give him. But anyway, we <laughs> yeah, thought we, it was cool.
2: <laughs> we we give him, him a shirt for our squad for his birthday. So Well, there you go. <laughs> we got a big birthday card and a bag and give it to him all wrapped up. So Pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. He was really cool about everything. He's a nice guy. And he looked like he was exhausted by the end of the night. And I'm sure he was.
0: Well, I've seen all the <laughs> pictures and – um you know, for it's mostly like after the show where he took time to come in. And like you said, I mean, for someone after doing a you know, after screaming their lungs out for I don't know how long the show was, but you know, to take time to go backstage and just to hang out with, you know, uh, you know, make sure everybody gets an autograph and they take pictures and stuff like that, that's nice of him to do that, definitely. Yeah. But definitely. like I said, you know, he he thought we were doing him a favor, so that was <laughs> he didn't have any problem with it.
2: I don't know what he's thinking then. So. <laughs> Awesome. it was a one in a li- once in a lifetime experience.
0: Well, it sounds yes, That's definitely sure. sounds like that was an exciting time in your neck of the woods. Uh yep. and speaking of exciting times in your neck of the woods, um specifically in Albuquerque, something happened there, something uh something very big happened there.
2: Very big. <laughs> Uh, we had recently the Albuquerque balloon, International Balloon Fiesta, and we were very, very, very lucky to have Benoit Lambert from um, the Belgium Garrison come to Albuquerque with the very for the very first U.S. appearance of the Darth Vader balloon, which was an insane week or um, eight days. Actually, it was over a period of nine days, and we did trooped for eight days of the event for a total of 10 troops. Wow. So, but just the the whole experience of seeing people's reactions to the balloon was absolutely amazing.
0: I, and- you know, I was hoping that, um, I went to Celebration 4 in Los Angeles and I was hoping that they would have it there because there were sort of like yeah. rumors about it. And they did have it at Celebration Europe, which I did not make it to, but I, I just can't imagine. I mean, this thing is huge. I mean, how many stories tall is it?
2: Um, I about. think it's around eighty. It might be seventy-six or eighty-six feet from the very top of Vader's helmet to the bottom of the basket.
0: So, at about it's, ten feet. Yeah. I mean, so is that like eight stories tall? Seven, eight I stories tall?
2: Seven, eight stories tall. It's it's huge. That's huge. It's it's just like talk about okay. a, talk about a
0: bobblehead. You know, try putting yeah. that on your Vader costume. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I when I was sta- we were standing trying to keep the crowd up because the crowd was so I mean excited about it. They they wanted to get up and touch the helmet, right. but um, <laughs> I was right at the face when it got blown up for the first. This was the first time I got to see it one morning, and I was right there and I was watching it. I'm like with my camera. I couldn't even get my camera to take like half the picture half the face right, when it, right. where it was standing because it was just so big. But the coolest part about it was whenever they're blowing it up and they're, they're doing the flames to get the hot air into the balloon, right. it sounds like Vader's breathing. Wow. Because it that's goes up cool. a little bit, then it comes down and goes
0: wow. and it
2: was so much fun. And I was around a bunch of little kids and they, I mean, it was like a bunch of like seven and eight year old little boys and they were just freaking out. They were so happy and excited. See, that's what but, I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> people. I will say Albuquerque loved the Vader, loved well, Star Wars that week. Everybody in the city was a Star Wars geek.
0: <laughs> yes, and I saw when that was all happening. I was trying to follow it, and um, and I subscribed to um to uh, Google News. So I go on there, and I and I. I um, have keywords in there, you know, five oh first legion stuff like that, stormtroopers, and um, I'll tell you the the Darth Vader balloon was like the talk of the week, and um, everywhere, every article that you saw, they talked about, you know, it was just an article about the fiesta in in general, but not a single one could get by without mentioning the Darth Vader balloon. It was just yeah. just so awesome, and it was so great for uh, for Benoit to bring. Bring that. I mean, that's that's his, you know, it's his creation. He he got Lucasfilm yeah. permission to create it, and um, and to bring it all the way from 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 Belgium, um, yeah. Just to you know to have it at this event, and that's so yeah. that's so awesome. You didn't get to go we... up in it, did you?
2: No, no. Okay, good, because um... then
0: I'd have to kill you.
2: <laughs> but we did get some great shots. Whenever they would go up in the balloon, they would wear him, his father, and I think his girlfriend. They would wear um, Darth Vader mask the little kids Darth Vader mask. Oh,
0: that's funny. So,
2: we've got some really great shots and um they can go to www.darthvaderballoon.be or they can go to mg501.com and go to the gallery to find some pictures of the event because we put most of our pictures up on the um, gallery there.
0: That's so awesome. So, well, anyway, I hope they I hope they uh that Ben will bring it back and to share that with uh with us in the US for the first time.
2: Yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to get an interview with him soon. We tried to, while he was here, but we were having some technical difficulties as in we couldn't find a recorder to record it with. Oh. And every time <laughs> every time we wanted to talk to him, it was very, very windy that week. So yeah. there was a lot of times when um, it would have just been impossible to try to record an interview with him then. yeah. So we're hoping to get a hold of him at some point and um, have him... And the gentleman here, um, Bob Terrell, who is TB 4692, who was really the head, the head person. Who I mean, from the moment he's talked to Benoit about coming here, to the very last thing he was talking to Ben and He was talking to the Balloon Fiesta people about getting it set up and just getting everything taken care of. And he did an awesome job just getting everything going and um, helping organize this event. Um, And we just really wish more people could have been here from around the world. But we're hoping that next year, if he decides to come back, which we're kind of hoping for, um, that more people will be able to come. Because the people did, I mean, it was just awesome. I mean, the guys would be out there for three to four hours just standing in a large crowd of people getting their pictures taken. Because people were just, I mean, they're just like, they went there to see the stormtroopers and the Vader balloon. I mean, there are people who said they had never been to a balloon fiesta. Because around here, balloon fiesta is kind of like a pain in the butt because it slows down traffic.
0: Right, right. But
2: um, there's people who had never been to a balloon fiesta that went specifically for the Vader balloon.
0: Wow. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, well, there's another event, um, and and you know we're doing stuff. Like I said before, we're a worldwide organization, so we're doing stuff all around the globe. You know, pretty much every single week, every weekend, there's something going on. Um, but uh, going a little bit overseas now, um, there was something in Germany on October sixth in uh, in Stuttgart, Germany, and it was the 29th German Bowl, which is kind of like the German version of the Super Bowl. And uh you know they have American football there too. So usually you think of, you know, mm-hmm. soccer and that sort of thing in in Europe. But um apparently this was like um you know like I said like the the uh the German version of the Super Bowl and um it was kind of a big deal. They had the German Garrison um who are fantastic. They're just they're doing so many events over there and and actually I believe they're the largest uh largest garrison uh that we have. But they're um huge. Yeah. Th- yeah, they're huge. They're huge as far as the number of members. Um but they went ahead and they did a skit like to open up the um, to open up the game and they had this Jawa run out on the field with the, with the ball and he was <laughs> chased down by two biker scouts you know this is like cosplay at its best and um so the two biker scouts like they they capture this Jawa and then uh, you know the imperial march is playing in the background and um we've got other other stormtroopers and other characters coming onto the field um royal guards and um And, of course, Darth Vader, right? So then Vader, after they catch this Jawa, Vader comes out and he kind of, I don't know if he chokes the Jawa or whatever, but he takes the ball away from the Jawa and then presents it to the the main referee to signal the start of the game. So it was a nice little, you know, uh, nice little kind of show to kind of get things things going there. And just from that participation... um, the uh, the organizers of the uh, of the German Bowl um, donated 200 euros, which translates to roughly 286 uh, dollars um, U.S. in the name of the Germ- German garrison to uh, an institution that helps children suffering from cancer. So, you know, even though it doesn't sound like a lot of money, um, you know, for us to go out there and to have fun and to to do something like that, to uh, you know, to get out there and have people see us and and uh, and that sort of thing and you know in lieu of payment this is what we normally do we ask for uh, a donation to you know to a charity so um uh i mean just another fantastic you know another fantastic yeah. event you know there's no such thing as a, as a as a small event really and um you know and ironically you know i'm i'm talking about small events but you know again there's 278 members in the german garrison so they're huge and yeah. um you know they've really got the the manpower, the trooper power to, to make stuff like this happen. It's just, just really cool.
2: And speaking of Belgium and Germany.
0: Oh, there you go. Nice segue.
2: (laughs) We have, there was a huge convention. It happened over the weekend of October 13th and 14th in Belgium, which is known as facts, which, um,
0: that stands for something, doesn't it?
2: It stands for fantasy anime, I can't remember.
0: Costuming something, something. Troopers, yeah. stormtroopers. I don't know. <laughs>
2: stormtroopers rule the <laughs> ruse. No. At which the Belgium garrison was able to uh, showcase a few of their newest props, which once again, proving that they are the big props garrison and always will be. You know, they,
0: (laughs) you know, and it's true. They, um, they have done some of the, you know, if you went to celebration Europe or even saw pictures of it, you would have seen a lot of their props there. They've got the, uh, life-size snow speeder. Um, they've got the, the Adat Walker. They've got the, um, they've got speeder bikes. They've got, uh, what the snow trooper with the, uh, the tripod, uh, E web cannon, um, But they do, yeah, they do some huge uh, life-size things, the moisture evaporators, stuff like that. Um, So, I mean, they and and on their, I don't know if you've seen them, pictures with them with the T-shirts, but that's what it says on there. It says, you know, Belgium Garrison, but it says, you know, Big Props Garrison. Um, Yeah. They're definitely proud of that point.
2: Okay, FACTS stands for, and I'm, please excuse me, I, I'm always doing this. I, I have a horrible memory at the end of the day. Fantasy, anime, comics, toys, and science fiction. Thank you, our magic quill, Nikki. <laughs>
0: there you go. So, <laughs> so now, this was, um, now this was a, a huge, con- uh, huge event. Why? I mean, how many troopers did we have involved or how many groups?
2: Uh, we don't know exactly how many troopers, but there is eight units from the 501st and two from the Rebel Legion, which is our sister group of – the good guys, right, um, right. which came together to participate in this event, and they collected um, 1,760 euros, approximately 2,533 U.S. dollars, to benefit Make Wish during the events.
0: Wow! See, there you go again. You know, we're going. You know, we're we're yep. getting. You know, for us, it's a pleasure just to go and you know and just show up and show off our costumes, but to walk away with. Uh, you know with some sort of money uh going to a charity that's just uh the icing on the cake. Yep. Fantastic.
2: Yeah. I want to go.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I, just I mean facts about it, actually... and I was
2: just like I want to go. I want to see these props in person.
0: Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Now that's the thing, you know, you know bringing a bringing a balloon from Belgium well, they could just float it over the <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding, but no, but it's, um, you know, bringing the props of that size. I mean, I don't know how they do it. It's just the cost of moving them has to be ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I think they move them around in like big, big semi trucks and stuff like that. So, you know, even if it was in the states, I mean, you know, we've got some stuff like that in the states, but usually they're very they're localized. You know, so if somebody in, uh, you know, New Jersey has a has a large Death Star, uh, you know, set or something like that, a hallway. It typically stays around there, you know, it's not like, okay, yeah, let's ship it across the country or whatever, or, or let alone to another, you know, overseas. Um, Yeah. So I guess we'll just have to have our own big props, you know, garrison developing here in the, uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of big props, here's another good segue. Yep. The uh, New England garrison just had their, their Halloween parade. It wasn't on Halloween Day, but the weekend before. And um, this was in Woburn, uh, Massachusetts. And um, they have been working on some really cool props. They actually constructed a full-scale Jabba the Hutt, which is um, not uh, something that hasn't been done before. I mean, we've all seen, I think, what, is it uh, Gentle Giant? They have the that, that full-scale Jabba the Hutt um yeah, I guess I it's think... like a statue that they bring around to different conventions. I know they had it at like C three, C four. Um, yeah,
2: I, th- I think that's actually is that from Belgium?
0: No, that was no. a different okay. one. But and I, and I think the Belgian uh, garrison, the they... big props garrison, I think they do also have a Jabba yeah. the Hut set with some of the characters. However, there's one difference. The one uh, that was just built by the uh, the New England garrison, and uh, the there is one difference. This Jabba the Hut is different than the previous Jabba the Hut. Uh, statues, let's call them, uh, because this one actually is more like a puppet rather than um, just... rather than a static prop. Actually, there's three uh, puppeteers that go inside this Jabba the Hutt, which I think is similar to the original one, uh, yeah. although I don't think we have any little people in it. Maybe there was somebody who was... <laughs> anyway, so uh, three puppeteers that go inside this thing, and it's pretty cool because we've, uh, you know, in the 501st, we're sharing pictures as these things are being developed, and you can see this construction, and they, it's really clever. They used... Uh, uh, I think they used what, like foam, like mattress I foam, think so. something uh,
2: like that, because it was extremely light, from what I understand. Well, exactly.
0: That was the question. It was like, how are you going to lift this thing around? They said that you could, you know, one person could lift up the whole thing, um, you know, because it's basically a hollow on the inside, and it was just, uh, I think it's that mattress foam that you that you get, and they said that you can actually uh, cut it, and when you glue it together with hot glue, it sort of fuses it all together, and um, then they uh, took some spray mint. And, uh, and they kind of coated the whole thing as they put um, – uh, I guess it's like nylon or something like that or spandex. Yeah,
2: I think so. Yeah, and they
0: just pulled it and kind of stretched it and put it on like a skin, and uh, it naturally had these wrinkles, and then they went back and they airbrushed it and everything. The yeah, tongue the tongue is the um, best part. I love the tongue. The who so somebody inside is like working the left arm and then their right hand is like the tongue or something like that. And so they do this whole thing where the arms move and, and Jabba's mouth can open and close and he can like, you know, lick his, his own mucus from his nose with the tongue and everything. It's it's very uh entertaining. Yeah. Um but uh anyway, so so they did a um an event. It was the New England garrison. Um, and I have to mention, by the way, that there was other characters. It wasn't just Jabba the Hutt. This was like a whole Jabba's Palace uh, theme that they went with. with yeah, they had, had actually
2: 60 members from the New England um, garrison, garrison Excelsior, Connecticut garrison, and Alderon base, and echo bases from the Rebel Legion, um, who participated in the uh, the parade.
0: And this was like the fifth year they've been doing this parade, I think, right? Yeah. Um And uh, our, again, I've seen pictures of it, and hopefully we'll have links that we can post up there a video. But um, they had uh, you know some of the dancers. They had an Ula chained up in front of Jabba, of course. They had Max Rebo. They had Salacious Crumb. They had tons of bounty hunters. They had uh, I think a Han and Carbonite uh, being escorted by stormtroopers. So I mean the the full gamut. They had Anakin. Yeah. They had Obi Wan. Vader, of course.
2: Bib Bib Fortuna. Bibb Fortuna. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen too Max many of that Rebo, costume. Slave cool. Leia. They had, I mean, just everybody from all throughout, and they even had Imperial construction workers.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure if they were actually in the parade or if they were just helping to set up. But anyway, yeah, yeah that's sort of a little, uh, little fun side group thing that's uh, been going on, but pretty cool. But it pretty looks cool like stuff. you
2: can go to uh, 501neg.com um, and go to their gallery, their photos, and um, they've got actually on their main page they have a uh, picture of everybody who it looks like almost everybody who participated. That's awesome. So, and it looks like 50 people marching and and 10 people's behind the scenes, um, driving the vehicles, taking photos, and working Java, so.
0: And again, just imagine yourself as a small child, and you don't know this is coming down the road, and you just get blown away. I mean, really <laughs> cool stuff. I love stuff that's, like, organized, you know, I mean... It used to be good enough that we would just show up and walk past people and, you know, and wave to them. But I love the fact that, you know, a lot of our, our members are really upping the ante and they're really pushing the envelope. And, like, you know, we're doing some serious events now and we're just, you know, we're just blowing people away. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. And, I, and I hope they bring, like, Jabba in and, and some of these parts. To, I was thinking, like, to drag, Dragon Con in Atlanta or something like that. That would be so fun to...
2: Yeah, you know, to have that in the parade.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, we need to get some kind of a... Um, that might tip kind of yeah, my but... scales
2: to make me go to the Dragon Con, finally.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs> Did you call it The Dragon Con? So you obviously v have Dragon never Con. been to Dragon Con, because if you had, you would not call it The Dragon Con.
2: <laughs> well, I haven't been yet, and I've got family. You know, it's you know not enough that I have family and friends that live out in Eliana, but... You know, it's, you know, if Java goes there, I'll go.
0: <laughs> it is, uh, it is like the unofficial, official 501st convention. That's, you know, uh, that was actually, um, I believe in 1998, the first, uh, official group gathering of the 501st when the group just started. Really? And, uh, so that has sort of become like the annual homecoming. And, and every single year, without a doubt, uh, I mean you know the 501st is going to be there. We have a table, you know, a booth set up and um yeah, so if you know, if if you're in the Atlanta area or even if you're not in the Atlanta area, you should definitely check out Dragon Con. It's a real eye-opener kind of event. It's different than any other convention. Um it's on Labor Day weekend every single year and yeah. get your tickets early because the prices go up later and and uh and people just um it's just a non-stop party for like 3 or 4 days and uh yes. I mean, you can you you know you go to the you go there and you, you're hanging out and you're seeing all these really great costumes. Um, you forget to eat and drink, you forget to sleep, um, and it's just really cool. You know, you never know who you're going to meet there. But um, go to dragoncon.org. Uh, that's dragoncon.org, and um, you'll find out a lot about it there. And I'd be surprised if our listeners haven't already heard about this convention, but um, it's been going on for quite some time. But definitely check it out. Um, we actually went for the first time, i'm talking like I'm some sort of veteran. I went for the first time this past this past september um and um and it was yeah, like, we we're, we're definitely going it was my wife's idea to go actually she was <laughs> you know
2: well she wanted to she wanted to go show off her awesome female tuscan
0: she had just finished her costume yep and she that was that was the uh the test drive and um yeah, it was well received and um so she wants to go next year, so we're already planning for babysitters.
2: Very cool. Well, yeah. maybe I'll go. I, I'm like I said. I'm trying to decide: Comic Con, Dragon Con. Which one do I want to do? I've been to Comic Con. Maybe it's time to go back to Atlanta and go to Dragon Con. I did live in Atlanta. I never went to a Dragon Con. You should. So go. yeah, you should I, I need go. to you go w- back.
0: You won't regret it. You won't regret. it It's a lot of fun. Move along. Move along.
2: We want to extend some very, very well deserved anniversary wishes to some of the groups in the 501st for the month of October. The San Diego Squad from Southern California has celebrated their seventh anniversary.
0: Well, congratulations. The French garrison is celebrating their fifth anniversary, and if I'm not mistaken, they also released a. Uh, didn't they do a special challenge coin for the fifth anniversary? I think so. It's yeah. It's one of these things that... that we collect inside the Legion. We have a um, you know permission to do our own merchandise. You know, granted we don't uh, we don't sell it to uh, to members outside of the the 501st. However, if you ask nicely, sometimes you know, or if you have a friend in the Legion, then they'll actually hook you up with uh, merchandise for free. But um, yeah. Uh,
2: they did, the, And they did a
0: patch. And a patch. Yeah, of course. We're the 501st, if there's anything that the 501st is known for like within the 501st, it's patches. Collecting patches. Yeah. Patches for everything. Everybody's got to have a patch. Patch, 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 <laughs> patch. Okay. Uh, who else is <laughs> celebrating an anniversary here? Northeast the, Remnant Garrison, the fourth yep, anniversary for them. So congratulations.
2: Yep. The Philippines Outpost celebrated their third anniversary.
0: That's right. We mentioned them earlier. And again, our yes. thoughts are, are with everybody in the Philippines.
2: The Badlands Garrison, which celebrated its second anniversary. Yeah,
0: and they are up in Canada.
2: Uh the seventieth Explorers, which is they're in Kansas. And Missouri. And yes, Missouri.
0: Yeah. Um then of course uh we have the first Imperial Stormtrooper detachment, uh having its first anniversary uh yep. for October. It's one, years
2: old. one it's year old. It's just learning to old, walk.
0: Just starting out. Yeah, <laughs> and actually I guess that is our uh, I guess that is our newest detachment. And the detachments are um, they're really uh, just uh, groups of members. Uh, it's really a message forum community where the public can yeah. interact with our members. So that's where you'll pick up a lot of really great um, tips about uh, how to build your costumes or yeah, um, you know that's yeah, the best each, place to go.
2: Yeah, each each group like um, we have the Crate Clan for the for the Tuscan Raiders. We have um, the Pathfinders for the Biker Scouts. Things like that.
0: Exactly. Uh, and, and, and that's, those can that's be found. like our
2: little community within a community outside of the squads
0: it, right yeah. right they yeah they're not official units like squads or garrisons or outposts which are um, you know uh, geographically organized um, yeah. but they are they're they're costume based so if you want to join the 501st and um, let's say you always want to do a snow costume well we have a specific message board that's open to the public that is all about snowtroopers. in this case it would be blizzard force and um you could go to 501st.com and look under the costuming uh menu under resources and we should have a link a uh, list of all of the um detachment message forums there so pretty much any costume yep. that we handle we have a detachment for um and you can go there sign up interact you know be nice to people, <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, and you'll you'll. There's a lot of inf- good information there about building your own costume, or where do you find these parts, or what you know, what was that little greebly that was located on, you know, on, uh, you know, on the Snowtrooper chest armor, you know, and where can I get a replica of it and stuff like that. So and definitely it really check does that help. Out. So,
2: and that also helps explain the different. Um, if people ask what TK or DZ, like I'm DZ eight seven seven two, that means does. DZ- Denizen of the Empire, which is we're uh we're the lowly people
0: yeah, denizens also include yeah, it's Tuscan Raiders, it's Jawas, but it can also be uh other characters sort of uh fringe dwellers that were uh part yeah. of the Star Wars universe, but you know we don't really have a category, I hate to call it the catch all category, but who knows maybe, maybe the Tuscan Raiders will branch- you know branch off and have their own uh costume designation uh at some point, but um
2: we'll I see. like being a DZ. it sounds cool. <laughs>
0: D, you know and it's funny because dZ uh was like Delta zeta you know and, yep. when, and when I was in college and and that really wasn't cool I don't know i just I'm not, <laughs> not a fraternity you know I wasn't like a Greek kind of person so yeah. I was one of those skater guys that was just all over the campus but anyhow, enough about me uh <laughs> and back to you people thanks for thanks for listening so much and I think that's probably yep. gonna wrap up this uh this first podcast I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy being a co-host? I
2: I really enjoyed it, and I'm really hoping to come back for the next one.
0: Well, I hope people do come back. Um, And (laughs) Nikki, thanks for all the the behind-the-scenes stuff. I really appreciate that. Um, We couldn't
2: do this without you. (laughs) We
0: could not. Absolutely. And uh, and thanks so much uh, to Rich, who's doing our post-production work, and uh, also to Kevin O'Connor for allowing us to use his fantastic uh, different point of view um and Thank you. we really look forward to bringing some really cool content um the next time around like i said we're going to get some mission reports actually from you know on site from different events uh, around the world, which will be really cool and um, you know there 's going to be we 're going to change it up and we're really looking forward to your feedback, especially since this is our first uh, you know our first uh go at the podcast so um you can email us at info at five o first dot com and just tell us your thoughts what you liked about the show what you didn 't like about the show. Be sure to subscribe um to the feed at five uh, o first dot com slash podcast and um check out the show notes for links to the videos and photo galleries and other things we talked about
1: the 501st legion is a worldwide star wars costuming organization comprised of and operated
0: by star wars fans thanks for listening to this installment of 501st cast classics we hope you enjoyed reliving news from the 501st cast's early years we plan to re-release a classic episode each month so stay tuned